Okay, everybody, happy Wednesday. That's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Today we're going to be heading to South Bend, Indiana, to talk to Rachel Landers, who's their uh, Director of Curriculum and Literacy at the South Bend Community School Corporation, which is South Bend Public Schools, and Derek Albright, who's the Coordinator of General Digital Integration. And they've been working with a company called Teach Boost. They've got the co-founder of Teach Boost over at teachboost.com, Jason DeRoner, with me. We're going to talk about how instructional coaching impacts teaching and learning. And I also want to talk a little bit, because you know we're very concerned about this, about how it improves teacher retention. And I think it does. And we'll ask Jason and everybody about that, too. So it's going to be a really nice show, good show. And, again, check out teachboost.com. It's Jason's company in South Bend Community School Corporation. Okay, we'll get you over there in just a few seconds. We're going to archive this show, as we always do, over at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. That's ace-ed.org. And that's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And we're going to talk also about how working with teachers, instructional coaching, okay, for leaders also improves uh, equity for students within the schools. All right, over at ace-ed.org, we've got our SEL website, seltoday.org. We've got our teacher retention site, teacher-retention.com. Our magazine is over there, putting together a new issue, but our magazine is over there, uh, Equity and Access Pre-K-12. Just click on the cover, you'll see it there. All right, all good stuff, and we're really working hard to make sure that every kid gets the education they deserve, just like you do every day. So please check it all out over at ace dash ed.org okay enough of me pumping that website there hyping it etc etc let me bring on jason rachel and derek and always ladies first good morning rachel my name is larry jacobs call me larry how are you what's going good on good morning larry today? thank you so much for having us on today oh my pleasure indeed and derek welcome to you too my friend Thank you. Again, echoing what Rachel said, thank you for having us on today. We appreciate yeah, it. My pleasure. We're going to get into good details about that. Before I get to Jason, I just want to ask, South Bend, Indiana, are there any colleges nearby? Uh, Notre Dame. Never heard of it. What kind of school is that? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, Jason, good morning. Hey, good morning from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a chilly, chilly morning. How chilly is it? Remember, you're talking to a man that's from Maine. Go ahead. 40 degrees. 40 degrees. We've got the heat pumping. Okay, so like summer in Maine. Right? Exactly. It is 40. It's the same temperature as here. Oh, wow. Okay. I live, I live in a little clo- close to Portland, Maine, and uh, it's the same temperature. In fact, actually, it's warmer here than Raleigh. Give me a wow. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> how's the, well, since we're on the subject, how's the weather in South Bend today, Rachel? Oh, it's a little chilly. It's it's about like what it's doing in Raleigh. So, well, there you go. Come to Maine, where it's always summertime and the living is easy. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's unbelievable. All right. Sorry, you guys are a little chilly down there. We're going to start. I'm going to start with Rachel. Okay, ladies. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me. Okay, Rachel, just describe your your director of curriculum and literacy. A wonderful title down there. Talk about South Bend Pub, South Bend Public Schools, so we can get a picture of that. Then I'll swing over to Jason and ask him about teach booths. Okay, so in South Bend Public Schools, we have 22 different buildings. We have 12 elementaries, um, six middle schools. One of those elementaries is a K-8 building, so that kind of doubles that up. 
we have seven different high schools, four traditional high schools, two oh. um, alternative high schools, and oh. a, a virtual school as well. Um, so we have, we have a lot going on over here, and we are seeing the same things that all large corporations have seen, you know, in the last 10 years in education, not just the, the post-pandemic issues, but just the issues of, um, just the issues that, that large corporations face with mobility of students in and out, mm-hmm. turnover of teachers, um, teacher retention is definitely mm-hmm. an issue, yeah. and, and just teachers leaving the the um, leaving their uh, their jobs at an astronomical yeah. rate. So it's it, it's brutal. It really is. Which it is. again is going to speak to why we need companies like Teach Boost out there. I mean, it's just incredible. Derek, you want to give any highlights on what you do in regards to South Bend? Yeah. So in Bend, South Bend, I am the coordinator of digital integration, and essentially we look at. I have a. a my digital integration specialist in all of the build, or most of the buildings. And what we do is we look at curriculum, we look at technology, we look at instructional strategies, and now we can help support teachers in their classrooms um, with new instructional strategies, um, with uh, integrating technology, and just there for support for them in general uh, um, in those capacities. That's great. And by the way, I have to ask this, and I'll swing that to Rachel because she used it. Rachel, yeah, I love this. You, you, yours is called the South Bend Community School Corporation, and you kept using that word. Obviously, you're used to it. Most, most people say school district, okay? And I'm just curious, right. when, you, when you say corporation, what is that? Does that actually mean corporation? Or have so, how you guys just define that if you can? I don't know whether you just take it for granted, but I'm just curious. Um. I've never been asked this question. I'll, oh, okay. I will no, admit. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. Yeah. It's it is it is truly a community corporation. Um, we we lovingly call those that have been here that this has been their home. This has been the corporation in which they have worked their entire career. Um, people like me who have moved in, we call them <laughs> wow. the vendors, and <laughs> because it, they they truly love this community, this town, this city, their neighborhoods, mm-hmm. students, the the ins and the outs, I mean, all of it. This is their this is their home. This is who they are. And so we greatly love and appreciate our vendors. And then you have those like me that have come in. So Derek is a vendor. Um, and but I live in another city. I commute every morning, but I've been in public education for 27 years. So my why is still my why. My heart and my passion is still in the work that I do. And as tough as this job is, I have to say working here in South Bend has been the most invigorating, challenging, but fun that I have had in public education. And so I'm not using the word fun loosely, but uh, you'll you'll get to hear how I define that as we talk. I get it. I, I get it. I got to tell you, Rachel, that was a beautiful answer. Uh, you, you really nailed that, okay? And that was heartfelt, yeah. I got to tell you. And, you know, to me, when, it, when you see the word corporation, a corporation, as you well know, legally, quote, it's people. But it means mm-hmm. that people are invested in it, in my opinion. 
okay, and it's made up of its, quote, stockholders. And it seems to me that stockholders in South Bend are probably the people of South Bend, okay? And the word yeah. corporation seems to make sense, especially the way you put it. You agree, Derek? Yeah, I agree. I echo what uh, nice. Rachel said, where me being as a, quote, unquote, bender, um, I grew up in South Bend, went to South Bend Public Schools, <laughs> went to Ball State for college, came back, uh-huh. and my whole my soul – dream was to teach at South Bend Community School Corporations, and I was a teacher wow. um, for, for 12 years before I got into this role. Um, and that's what we want to see as a community. We want to see South Bend thrive. We want to see our, our school corporations thrive because we know that our students are our future for our community, and they are the reasons why our community can continue to grow in upward trajectory and make South Bend what we know it can be. Man, you guys are good, and I love Amen. the way you're saying that. You guys really are. <laughs> by the way, Ball State, founded by the the money from the guy who invented the ball jar. I know that. Yeah. I have friends who went there. Yeah, okay, good enough. Jason, back to you. You're working with a darn good school district there, wouldn't you say? Very much so. It's been very impressive to watch what they've done over the past couple of years as we've gotten to know them. Wow, it's, 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 the way they described all that was beautiful. Can you top that? Just tell us all about Teach Boost. You're, you're a co-founder of the company. Go ahead, be speaking. And I, I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can top that. Um, that's it's just, it's evident every time I talk to Rachel and Derek and well, it's other nice. folks at South Bend. They're they're very dedicated to the work they're doing. They're uh, they're just ahead of the pack uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, nice, nice, nicely started, said. We started Teach Boost about 11 years ago now, um, and uh, me and a couple of guys uh, were software developers, myself included in that. Uh, we were really frustrated with what we saw around uh, the education landscape in terms of tools and software that uh, educators were kind of forced to use in some ways. And um, mm-hmm. we just got it kind of accidentally. We, we built a set of tools that support learning and development for classroom teachers. As we kind of in our early days saw that – you know, as you might assume, but research shows that the best student outcomes are really achieved when educators are fully supported. Um, Absolutely. And that's, that's how right. And, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to harp on what Rachel said a few minutes ago, that teachers are leaving their profession. And I'm going to say this quite bluntly, we cannot afford to lose another teacher. Okay. The teacher pipeline is very small these days especially in, in subjects that we really, really are short of. And that is in, uh, obviously that's a redundant answer, but, uh, you know, in special ed, in, in science, in math, et cetera. Okay. We can't afford to lose any teachers. And Jason, you have an instructional coaching company. That's what Teach Boost really is. You're supporting, helping administration support teachers. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go over a lot of things, but I want you to just, I just want to harp on this for a second. Teacher retention, that's, that's the biggest challenge out there right now. It really is. Then teacher recruitment isn't too far behind. Okay. But considering we're, we don't have a big pipeline, so we have to keep and we want to keep the teachers that we have. And just def- if you can, Jace, define what, the way you see it, define instructional coaching. And then if you can, just talk about how that affects teacher retention. Jason DeRoder. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just one thing to clarify is that we don't provide the instructional coaches. Um, We're a a software platform that supports instructional coaches and really helping them advocate for the work they do and their work visible. Thank you. Um, 
South Bend made an investment in instructional coaching um, to support literacy and, and technology adoption in the classroom. Hmm. Um, and so we helped to highlight the work that they do and keep them more organized, save them time as well. But really, you know, we see ourselves as advocates for showing the impact of those coaches. In terms of, of defining it, um, you know, it looks a lot of different ways in different places, but I think that the best places and what happens in South Bend is it's job embedded. So it means someone's in the classroom, they're a partner to a teacher, helping them reflect on their practice, uh, work with their students, bring in outside strategies, um, much as any coach would in any profession. So it, mm -hmm. it just, I think it, you could imagine in any, any setting in life, having someone coach you, uh, reflecting with you, supporting you, it just feels really good and, and helps uh, not just you improve, but you, the folks that you're working with improve. And so that's, those are the people we're trying to, to prop up. And I can tell you from working with lots of different types of educators, um, coaches are the most passionate, fun, uh, tenacious, and, and dedicated educators in the, uh, the entire arena. So there's, there's really no one more fun to work with and no one doing more, I think, having more impact on teacher attention for that reason. Yeah, you put a nice smile on my face when you said that. It's a nice thing to say. Okay, Jace, talk about how your company supports those coaches. Tell everybody what you do. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of years ago, we started talking to some coaches who were telling us that uh, they, they were using Google Drive and lots of, you know, disparate systems to try to track the work that they were doing. And we also noticed the trends, and I noticed this in my uh, school district, small school district outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania, that great teachers end up in the coaching position and they're not given a lot of direction and they're not given a lot of tools to help do their job. It's kind of like if you, you know, um, didn't have uh, any of the tooling or the infrastructure to support your work as a radio host or, or um, you know, you can imagine just having to do it all yourself uh, from scratch like so many educators have to do is really difficult. And coaches kept telling us this time and time again, and then they, they weren't staying in those positions long-term. So, we said, you know, let's work together to figure out how do we make your life first a bit easier, and then how do we show uh, to boards, to leadership, to teachers, to everyone in the organization how much impact coaching can have and make that visible. Because it's too often, you know, when you're, you're talking about coaching programs in a board meeting uh, for the school board, it, it, it ends up being a, some testimonials from teachers, and, and that's about it. And, you know, in a, in a funding environment like this is now and like it has been, you need a little bit more substance around uh, data that supports that that investment, which can extend into the millions of dollars, is working, and it and the research shows that it does. Um, so that's that's really what we what our north star is. Well, it's pretty cool. And by the way, Teach Boost, just everybody knows, it's just released an inaugural coaching impact report. Okay, and it's it's over on the website. You can check it out, but it's, it's at the teach, teachboost.com. It's their coaching impact report, which is going to talk about this. This is why it's so important. So let me let me get into this. Okay, uh, 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 Rachel or Derek, and I don't know which one to ask. So I'll ask Derek, and you you can either answer or pass it over to Rachel. How what? Why did you guys start to use Teach Boost? You have instructional coaches. How did you find out about it, and how are they using it? And I'll, I'll ask Derek, and you do you, you answer it or give it to Rachel. Uh, Rachel will do a better job at answering that. <laughs> You're on, Rachel. So, so um, we went to Teach Boost because just for what it exactly does. We mm -hmm. wanted to be able to um, track the different ways that our literacy specialists and our math specialists and our digital integration specialists 
are able to connect with the classroom. And that could be with a classroom teacher. It could be providing professional learning to a whole group. It might mm -hmm. just be a conversation with that building leadership team, with the principal, the assistant principal, and, and whoever else they have, maybe their teacher leader team. There are so many different ways that our specialists, we, we don't use the term coach, we use the term specialist, but okay. the way that our specialists connect, and we wanted to be able to see that, to have that data point. I mean, we are such mm -hmm. a data-driven society right now, and so we wanted to be able to highlight that in not just in I saw this person, but mm -hmm. getting being able to drill down and say this was um, co-lesson planning, this was co-teaching, this was modeling, this was job-embedded support, this was whatever it is. And that's why we went with Teach Boost. And so, Jason, how do you measure something, things like that? What's the trick? Don't give away your corporate I, secrets, but what's the trick? No, no, no secrets. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty simple. I look at the – you've got the effort that folks make, and then you have the results that they achieve, you know, with students and with teachers. And so we try to first measure just um, the effort, and we try to do that in a really more automatic fashion so that we're not requiring coaches to fill out timesheets or um, spend a lot of time just in, in providing that data. And then we want to summarize uh, that effort into ways that the coaching programs can uh, reflect and, and iterate on their practice. Um, coaches are practitioners just like teachers as well. Um, but one thing, I, I, if, if it's fine for us to go down this, this path, I, I'd love for Rachel and Derek to talk about kind of the, the why, why they brought in specialists because um, th that is such a hard battle to fight sometimes in this environment around teacher shortages and, and um, a number of other things, class sizes, et cetera. Go ahead, Derek. Be my guest. Yeah, so the, I think the, the getting to the why is getting to the teacher's why. Um, when we talk about teacher retention and teacher burnout, a lot of that is what the job entails now, especially post-COVID. Um, what teachers are asked to uh, to do, and they need more support than ever. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. for, for bringing in specialists to help support, um, we can kind of reinvigorate them to get them back to their why, get them back to their passions, um, because honestly, yeah. and I, as yeah. being an educator for 12 years, last year was the hardest year I think any educator had in education, bringing kids back to co from covid how the classroom looked, the dynamics, the learning that was lost, and the gains that needed to be made up. And bringing in Teach Boost and companies like that, we can look at, to what Rachel was saying, the data that is being used, mm -hmm. but also where we can find points of emphasis, where we can find points of gains, um, and know where we can kind of spearhead this. And not just to say, hey, you know, oh, like Rachel said, we were in the classroom, but what was really done? So we can quantify that. And once we can quantify that, then we can have a, a direct focus point of where these gains can be made, and we can track that, have a written record, have documentation, and that way we can get them back to see this is why we are doing this for the gains of the students, for our communities, and getting back to why we got into teaching and the passions that come with it. And, and what did you guys, as you look at this, and Derek, I'll stay with you, what did you folks, give me an example or give the world an example uh, of what you learned from all this. What, give us a sweet spot example, okay, of what you learned from yeah, the Yeah, so we, we, 
we learned that 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 teachers are worn out. That's that oh, okay. specialists can help teachers in those capacities. That. Um, technology can be a bridge since all students now are essentially technology natives um, that they've right. grown up with that they've grown up with technology um, in, in many ways and that they can articulate but also project themselves through technology there's a big misconception around uh, among my specialists uh, in the classroom that technology has to be the end-all be-all in every lesson and it doesn't um, sometimes the best um, uh, lessons can be without technology. It can be a discussion. It can be a pen and a pad and, and old technology. In my opinion, the definition of technology is anything, anything that helps you complete a task. So a pencil can be technology. A pen, paper Good can point. be technology because it helps you put your thoughts um, out one there. Point, I, I got news for you. At one point it was in our histories. Yes. Okay. At one point it was. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. So we, we also want to focus, you know, not just on the tech side, but just the instructional strategies. We're, we're now seeing more and more that students are hungry for education and how we can mold that and update instructional strategies is looking at uh, instructional design strategies, but strategies in general like student-centered teaching, um, getting student, giving students agency, putting them in the role of their education and having them mold. I've always said um, – that students and people in general learn from their experiences. And what better way than a student learning from their experiences and internalizing their education and projecting that to other students. And what that does is that alleviates the role of the teacher. And not that they're not teaching, but instead of being the gatekeeper of knowledge, instead of having to work so hard to put together these lessons, the, the students are doing the work for them. They That's are right. the ones that are running the classrooms. Um, to give you a specific example, before I came into this role, I've only been in this role for four weeks, and I had a oh, lesson wow. where we were talking about. Congratulations. Thank you. We were talking about, uh, it's an APUS, and I had four um, uh, countries up on the walls, and I was reading off questions, and students were going to either corner, and then they were arguing for why they were correct and persuading students to come in. And it was a perfect lesson in the sense of a student-centered position because I didn't say a word other than reading the question. And the students took <laughs> the lesson man. and they ran with it and they loved it. They, they kept talking about it afterwards. And that's what we're after. That's the, the passion of the students that they can bring because they're hungry for education and they don't want to just sit in a desk, do a worksheet. And that's where the, the specialists can come in just to show teachers that there are different modalities out there that they can utilize and, and use in their classrooms, and we're here to support them for that. Well, well, well said, and i got to tell you, back up what I say a lot, is that, you know, it, it's great to see the kids learn, okay? It's more fun to see the kids learn than teachers yep. teach, all right? And I've always said our profession is misnamed because we, it really doesn't have to do with teaching. It has to do with learning. We are mm -hmm. really learning facilitators, if I may, whatever that next word is. That's what we want to do. It's not about us. It's about them. Okay. You just kind of put that into a nice perspective. My quest, I got another question about this. As you get information from, J from Jason's company, Teach Boost, Rachel, let me swing this one over to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every teacher, and I was a teacher for years. Okay. The, the minute they start, the minute the principal walks in, the minute they start to be measured, they start to get a little bit scared. Oh my gosh, they're measuring me. Something's up. Okay. But that's not the reason. The reason we're doing this is to help everybody and give them, like you said, give them data and improve them. Okay. What's been the reaction of the coaches as you really got data behind what they're doing? And I imagine it's a very positive one, but I'm just curious about it. 
So the reaction of the coaches, you mean the, like the specialists on my team or the reaction yeah, the of the specialists. teachers? I'm sorry. You used the word specialist. No, no. I just want to make sure I was answering in the right, yeah. in the right yeah. lens. So the reaction of the coaches, it, it makes the hard days worth it when we see, wow. when we can actually see the results. That's what the data brings to it. Um, coaching is all about a relationship in building that relationship. Wow. So coaches have one of the toughest jobs in that I am not, not tougher than teaching. Those that are in the classroom with the students, boots on the ground, I, I would never take anything away from them. There's different but kinds coaches, of toughness. Don't worry about it. it. There's is. different kinds of toughness, yeah. The coaches, though, they work with classroom teachers and build that relationship with them, but the first thing that they have to do is break down their frustration, hear their frustration, help them compartmentalize that to put that into where it is so that we can focus in on, okay, what is what is the student need? What does the teacher need? But it's not just the classroom teacher's frustration. They also, when we work with building leaders, we hear the building leader's mm -hmm. frustration in that um, how do we move the needle of the students and the pressures that are on our building leaders? We hear the frustration from our district administration of that need to perform, that need to move the needle for our students, that need to fill teaching positions, yet we have a coaching team. And how do we justify that? How do we look at that? So hmm. the data that comes from Teach Boost to tell us that, yes, we are making an impact that is that helps keep them going um if you don't mind Absolutely. i will share a current situation oh, that we do. are in um so we have with the teacher shortage i know that our district is not the only one having these conversations of and and just across the nation they're disbanding their their coaching teams to fill these positions um, and I'm going to speak very candidly, we are in need, last week, we needed three math middle school teachers. These three positions have encompassed nine different blocked math classes, so nine 90-minute um, classes. And I have one math specialist, one, wow. for this whole district. And wow. the question is, do I take that one and fill one classroom? And our impact, that's a Band-Aid, and it doesn't nearly even begin to fix the issue. So Derek and I, we joined forces, came together, and began, we have one person. How do we get strong educational or instructional, tier one instruction, to these three different classrooms that are in two different buildings. And we cannot do that without technology. We cannot That's do right. that without capitalizing on the human capital within each of, the, of these buildings. These conversations started on Thursday, and we built out a plan. The last two days, yesterday or Monday and Tuesday, um, my math specialist, myself, the DSL, the uh, director of school learning, so that's the person that um, watches over the principals. 
um, we met with those building leaders and we said, this is what we came up with. And the building leaders said, this is what we're currently doing. How can we combine the two? To say that this is organic and constantly changing is it doesn't even begin to shed light on this. This takes our coaching, our coaches, our our DISs, the, the team that Derek is over. It stretches us, it takes us to the extreme limits of our of our roles and, and what we are asked to do. But in this climate of education, there is no ask that that we can't rise to. We have to because of the situation that we're in. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little right. bit. It reminds me much of Remember the, the movie of Apollo 13 with, with sure. Tom Hanks and Kevin sure. Bacon? Okay, that scene where they are in. And Bill Paxton, I might add. Yeah. Yes, and Bill Paxton, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Um, so they're in the lunar module, and I believe it was Tom Hanks' character, Jim Lovell, that says, Houston, the earth is getting mighty big in the window. <laughs> that is exactly what it feels like. But instead of a space crew in the, space crew in the lunar module, those are our classroom teachers. But Houston, unfortunately, I think the world thinks that Houston is really just the administrative team, and it shouldn't be. Houston needs to be the administrative leaders, the building leaders, the teachers' unions, the school boards, every single team, the, the state government, the federal government, every single person that could possibly impact students in any way if we do not learn how to work together and come together, then the earth is just going to keep getting mighty big in the window. And that's yeah, the work that we need to do. And that's why we need Teach Boost. We need all of these other pieces to come together, but to truly put students' needs first. I have asked so much of my team in the last two years to stretch themselves, to build things out, we grade, we integrate, we write lesson plans, we record lessons, we push in, we co-teach, we support in whatever way it is possible. Um, myself, I have gone in and subbed to cover because we did not have a teacher in that classroom. There is no one that isn't willing to step outside the box within our corporation, but it's the others that impact the work that we do we need them to step outside of their boxes as well. If the answer at the end of the day, if it's not because that's what's best for students, then we need to keep talking and working because that is the bottom line and that has to be what this entire country is striving for. Beautifully said, my dear. Beautifully said. And I'll, I'll, re I'll remind you that once they, uh, in Apollo 13, when they said, you know, there's no ask we can't do. That's what you said. And in right. Apollo 13, you remember how they said, let's find, let's get everything they have on board and let's make something that works. And they created that little oxygen device, okay, yep. out of nothing, okay. Yep. And it's just that that's exactly what you're talking about. We can make this work. It literally takes everybody to do it. And you know, I'm curious about something else. And I'll. I'll I'm going to ask Rachel. I'm going to swing back to Jason, but or, or I'll ask Rachel. Rachel, since you're you're doing this, okay. Well, who are your coaches? I don't mean by name, but I mean what is their background? Are they just teachers that you say, okay, now you're a coach? What are they? You're specialists. 
So our specialists, um, they are at the top of their game. They are, they are, and I'm, I'm trying to say this in the humblest way possible, but they are the best of the best. We went, we looked within you our own district. You so humble. That's good. I, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, but we did. I mean, there's, yeah. and I know that's that's part of the the concern is that ah, our coaches, you pulled them from our own classrooms, but it's it's from within that I think they carry the biggest message. And when we still needed more, then I reached out to the great educators that, that I know personally, and I have given them my best sales pitch, my best, come on, we can do this, um, no ask is too big, tell me what you need that I can help you to help the teachers, to help the students. Yeah. It's, it's a trickle down, and if we can think it, we can make it. And that's, that's where we went. I mean, Derek, to, I'm so glad that we have Derek on the team. Me At too. the same time, when I was told that it was Derek, I was like, ah, oh, because he is phenomenal <laughs> in well, the classroom. And, but well, now his, well, his scope <laughs> is so much bigger. And you guys make a good I, team. I don't know. Yeah, you guys make a good team, and you're really beautifully articulate about all this, Rachel. i got to tell you, uh, let me swing over to Jason, because, Jason, I'm curious about this, okay? As Rachel's talking, and I know you hear her and hear her well, you know, as you, as you, you get all this data at, at Teach Boost about the instructional coaches, okay? We know it has an impact on teacher retention. We know it has an impact on teacher burnout. But as you look at all the data, not just from South Bend, what has ever surprised you? As you look at all this, because you said you started this, you know, you were up in Allentown, by the way, my wife's from Doylestown. Okay, right down 611 in Pennsylvania. Okay, Route 611. And, uh, Chase, what, what has surprised you over the years as you've developed your product at, Speed, at Teach Boost? What have you learned? Yeah, I mean, there's, lots, I, well, there's a couple. I feel like I'm treating you like a debate moderator. moderator like, <laughs> there's a, there's a debate I don't mean it to be I've, like I've, that. I hope, I hope it's friendlier than that. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, definitely. But there's something that Rachel said that I really wanted to underscore. Um, Please do. Coaching has almost a compounding impact on retention. You, you know, there's the, the first order effect of having more support in the classroom for teachers, but it provides yeah. a career path for great educators. And so often, I'm sure all of you have heard this before, um, you know, when you're a great teacher, the only way up, so to speak, is to become a principal. And no disrespect to principals, but that's not the same skill set as being a great teacher. And right. being a coach allows you to take the same things that make you a fantastic teacher and widen your impact. And so going back to something else. Classroom that, skills. Um, it's classroom skills, yeah, not management skills, if I may. Yeah. yeah. And it's not the same. Like adult learning is different. But just by having the ability to work with, with um, learners, um, both students and adults, in being to spread your impact wider, um, it's kind of that master teacher concept. And, and that example that Rachel was giving, I just love that story because you fought for what was right for the system, not what was right for the moment. And taking that specialist and putting them in one classroom is going to impact, call it maybe 100 students, whereas keeping that specialist in a position to impact the uh, teachers that are in those three positions, now you're talking about that single specialist having an impact on all of those folks. So it's just amazing to me how many times, you know, Rachel, talking to you and Derek and Brandon 
this uh, CAO um, at South Bend, and just how many times you've made the right long-term decision in the face of very uh, perilous short-term consequences or, or situations. And, and you, you, so where Teach Boost fits in, of course, is, you know, having that extra, uh, having the receipts, as the kids say, uh, around, you know, what, <laughs> why is our argument? Why is the logic sound? It's because it's supported by data. But yeah. I, I want to be very clear yeah. that we're just helping shine a light into the to the black box for supporting, you know, the narrative around those hard decisions. And I don't want to take any credit o- away from anyone um, in, in the classroom right now. We just try to help, you know, allow those moments to be data-backed as opposed to arguments well, yeah, that may not have board meetings. Yeah, well, I, I, A, you're not taking any credit away from anybody. You certainly recognize what you need to do. And, and, and sometimes it's it, it, obviously it's important to have to provide the light so people can see. Okay, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what you're doing. You're 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 you know you're you're giving them the data, the tool they need for the data they need to make what they want to happen happen. I mean, it's that simple. Yep. Okay, everybody's Rachel said it best. Everybody's on the same team. Okay, it's it's that yep. simple. You just take everything you got, put it together, and you and you make it work. And again, I want to ask my question over the years. Okay, you've been doing this a long time. What's been the big surprise for you in, in that you've had learned or seen change in instructional coaching? You see the data. Yeah. We, so it, it, we've been working on uh, working with coaches for probably the last three years. That we yeah. have spent the first eight working with principals more so who had a real strong instructional oh, okay. um, leadership. But uh, I would say that the thing that has surprised me the most over the 12, 11 or 12 years that I've been doing this is how resourceful educators are. It's there in the face of having something well. that's designed for them. You know, there's no one, it's speaking of the Apollo 13 metaphor, it's so perfect because <laughs> there's is. no one who can take a, a, a closet of, you know, of disparate household items and turn it into for students and for themselves and educators because it, there's until <laughs> – Probably seven right. years ago, there were no tools designed for educators. Um, they, they, you'd take Evernote and hack it into an LMS, or you'd take um, uh, Google Drive and, and turn that into a data system. Um, no one else does that or has to do that in the kind of the private sector. There's plenty of That's technology right. tools I use every day. Um, yeah, most people in the private sector don't have to buy their own don't buy their own supplies and materials. But we'll get into On that some other day. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's another it, thing. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's we've had coaches, you know, reach out to us and say, "Can I pay for this myself?" And I say, "Absolutely oh. not. This is not uh, something that you that should have to all. pay for your your employer." But you know, at the end of the day, they those coaches understand that by showing the impact of the the work that they're doing every day, that's going to keep them in the position, not for selfish interest, but because they know that that's the right thing for. The, the teachers in their building and the students in their building and in their district. So that's, I think it all kind of dovetails together. It's like, it, I'm just it so does. in awe of how, um, how much educators can do with so little in terms of like the things that are designed to support them. And that thankfully is getting a lot better. There's a lot more um, software and technology and, and resources to help, but um, certainly not, not what folks may be used to in you know, their day-to-day jobs. Right. It's, it's uh, you guys. You, I feel like I'm uh, I'm talking to the crew of Apollo 13. I got three astronauts here. Okay, we got to go. We got to bring you all down to earth. Okay, Derek. Best of luck to you in your new job. They got the right guy in the in the place. 
Congratulations to you. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you for being here. Rachel, okay, run for office. Run for governor. You're you're (laughs) wonderful. Okay, I think I'll president. stay in my seat, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> and Jace, continue good fortune. I hope we can do more together. Okay, this was great. Please stay in your seats. Um, having folks like you is, is just what we need. And, we, and, again, I think coaching is such a great conduit to keeping great educators in their seats. Absolutely. I would agree. Thank you. Said it all. Thank you, guys. Have a, have a nice 40-degree day. I hope it gets warmer both in Raleigh and in South Bend today. Okay. Thank you all. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. That's teachboost.com. You'll learn a lot about data and how they're helping at the end, as you did, both instructional leadership and instructional coaching. Okay. Teachboost.com. They have a nice report, a coaching impact report over there. And I think the more data we have, the more it works. And, you know, we are so worried about teacher retention and, uh, you know, I'm just so glad we touched on that so much because it's just we've got to make sure teachers are happy, that they are they, they feel fulfilled and that they, we help them do their job. Okay, so please check it all out. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org and a big hello to Margo and Marissa who helped me put this show together. I know you guys are listening. Okay, thank you all. Okay, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org. See what we do over there.